Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. Um, we are finally starting our positional previews, TJ, uh, for 2020. It's been a long time coming, and it's something we always look forward to every year. Tonight we will be discussing the Indiana offense. But first, uh, some news out of Hoosier land uh, today. During Tom Allen's uh, press conferences, preseason press conferences, which will be coming up weekly, uh, he announced that uh, senior Husky Marcelino Ball is done for the season with an ACL injury. It was a non-contact injury. uh, And Allen also said that uh, Brian Fitzgerald will be the starter at Husky, and they're going to try and work DK Bonham in behind him. But they have a lot of depth at that that secondary position and a lot of guys who have uh, played that Husky position. So it's, it's a bummer that Marcelino won't, uh, won't be on the field this year and it stinks for him. This is his second major injury of his career. And uh, you know, hopefully he gets a speedy recovery. He does get the year back if he wants it. So maybe you see Marcelino come back in 2021. Uh, So we'll see. Anyway, let's get a word in from our friends over at Bet Online. The show is sponsored by Bet Online. The wait is finally over and football is back. Uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, so, TJ, uh, it was a wild week of college football, but let's talk some Indiana offense. We'll start uh, – We'll start along um, with the running back position. It's a position that Indiana should feel pretty solid at. They have uh, Stevie Scott returning uh, as the returning starter. He's coming off an injury the last two games of last year. He would have had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons from there. He looks bigger and stronger. He was an asset catching the ball out of the backfield as well. And I think he's primed for a pretty good year uh, this year. It could be his final year in Bloomington. He is draft eligible after this year. You all know about running backs. They uh, only have so much tread on those tires. And, you know, we'll see. Behind him, you have Samson James for a 
quick minute you thought he was transferring as he entered the portal. He ended up pulling his name back out, uh, and he's back. Behind him, you have Tim Baldwin, and David Ellis has also been uh, – at running back as well as receiver. So TJ, you wrote our running back uh, position preview. Uh, what's your, your thoughts on the, the running back position for IU? Well, obviously it's, it's a really good group right at the top. You feel great uh, about having Stevie Scott and Samson James as a, uh, a one-two punch. Um, I, I, I think that the most interesting thing for me with this position group and possibly with the IU offense as a whole is going to be how they deploy David Ellis. Um, and I say deploy because I do view him as kind of an offensive weapon uh, that does not necessarily have one position. I do think we're going to see him more at running back than I thought we would, uh, which I'm excited about because I think he's electric with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, I think it's going to be some running backs, some slot receiver. Uh, maybe Indiana comes up with some packages that are going to put him, uh, hopefully, in the backfield at the same time as a Samson James or a Stevie Scott. Uh, I think that David Ellis is one of the best overall offensive players that IU has, and I think it makes sense to get your best players on the field in one way or another. So that's a, an interesting but a good problem for – Nick Sheridan to have is how do you utilize uh, this backfield talent? Uh, the biggest question mark is probably, you know, if you have a couple of injuries at the position, um, you know, you, you do run out of scholarship backs fairly quickly. Uh, Tim Baldwin, true freshman, uh, size-wise, he fits the bill, so it, it seems like he's ready to, to contribute in that way at least. Um, he was there for the abbreviated spring, so at least has, has a good idea of what the, the coaching staff expects from him. After that, uh, Aaron Boyd, probably your top walk-on right away, uh, with Charlie Spiegel being a you know prolific high school career from New Palestine. That um, I don't know if he'll get any action this year, given that Indiana's only playing Big Ten teams, but certainly – a name to watch moving forward. Um, overall, really good group. I don't think you can have too many concerns. Obviously, the one concern being if your top two guys go down, you know, what do you do? But I think pretty much, you know, a, a difficult crunch if they're top unique in that. Yeah, and and that goes. It, it could be either an injury, or if somebody pops on a on a COVID yeah. test at that running back position, it's it's top heavy. I think you have two, maybe three good backs. Uh, we'll see what Tim Baldwin does. But being a true freshman, it's tough to come in. Uh, but you have a, a two headed monster in Stevie Scott and Samson James. Let's move over to the offensive line. Uh, this, I think, is the biggest question mark on fan and fans' heads, uh, I think, yeah. as well as our heads as well. You lose um, Simon Stepniak, Hunter Littlejohn, and you lose Koi Kronk off of the line from last year. Uh, now, Kronk only played in, in three games, and so, you know, you, you saw what IU was at without him. Matthew Bedford stepped up, played well as a true freshman in his spot, helped lead the team to eight 
eight wins. Uh, you have Caleb Jones at the other tackle position. Uh, but filling in in the middle, you're going to have to see what where Harry Kreider plays. Does he play center? Uh, does he play one of the guard positions like he did last year? Is Michael Kadick ready to step up into a spot? Is Mackenzie Nora, who's played well in spots but not consistently enough, is he ready to step up in his final year or what could be his final year uh, in Bloomington as well? Who else? And, and you you have Dylan Powell, who is a graduate transfer from Stanford, and you have some some new blood in, in that mm-hmm. offensive line room. Uh, what stands out uh, to you the most to make sure that this position's not only not a concern, but could be a strength for IU? Well, the tackle positions, I think the interesting thing there is it, it does sound like uh, – and Matt Weaver from Peaks has kind of thought as much as well. Um, he continues to provide, you know, great coverage uh, for IU football. Caleb Jones and Matthew Bedford will be switching, uh, he thinks, and it does make sense. It was speculated during the offseason as well uh, that those two would switch, given that Michael Penix is a left-handed quarterback. Um, so you'd have Caleb Jones at uh, left tackle, while Matthew Bedford will be at right tackle, we'll see. And we'll see how that works if they do go with that change. Um, at guard, Dylan Powell, grad transfer from Stanford, looks like he'll be locked in. Um, at the left guard position, Harry Kreider at center. And then at right guard, um, you know, I, I think the hope would be that Michael Kadick is ready to step in and, and uh, you know, take the reins of that position for the next, you know, three seasons. Uh, that would be the hope. Um, if, if he has not passed McKenzie Nuara or if transfer Chris Bradbury uh, is, is the guy for that role, that's, that's kind of the lone position battle in my eyes to watch. Uh, along the offensive line. The biggest question, I think, is your backup tackles. Um, and again, this is not a, a unique Indiana situation. It's hard to find offensive tackles that are of high quality. Indiana definitely has two of them. We feel really good about two of them. Uh, the backup tackle position is one that uh, Indiana needs some guys to step up. They brought in a whole lot of uh, offensive linemen in this recruiting class. Are any of those guys ready if called upon? Um, a redshirt guy to keep an eye on is Aiden Rafferty. Um, you know, IU needs players like that to be ready, not to be superstars, but just to be competent Big Ten tackles if they are needed. You certainly hope you don't and that you can ride your two horses at starting tackle the whole year. Uh, but if you can't, then you have to go uh, to one of those redshirt freshman or to a true freshman uh, you know you just hope that it is uh, not a big drop off and that's to be determined I think you're right for me that's the biggest question mark for this offense yeah and you bring in um, Luke Haggard who's 6'7 Lissa 275 on the IU website he was a junior you bring him in from uh, junior college he's a guy who can give you some depth uh, Khalil Benson, who's a true freshman, is supposed to be uh, kind of a Matthew Bedford type at 6'6", 332. Um, and 
Chris Bradbury, who's also another junior college transfer. He's 6'6", 300 pounds. You know, he, he could step in and be there too. So there's a lot of unproven depth on that yeah. offensive line. And it, if it turns up aces for IU, um, they're in really, really good shape. And they're in really, really good shape for this year and really good shape for next year as yeah, well. I, I got to say, you look at – if you look at the roster, just go to the IU roster, you know, filter it to where it's, uh, you know, listed by position group, and look at the heights and weights of the Indiana offensive linemen and compare it to other big teams. I used there. You know, for yeah. a long time, it was an undersized offensive line unit. The offensive line is there. That is a big, big group from top to bottom. Uh, that, that, for me, is a really good sign because I, I, you have to have those measurables on that offensive line. You know, unless you are running an option offense, you've got to have those measurables. You will get eaten alive by the defensive units in the Big Ten. Uh, so that's a major positive for me is that I use offensive line. Uh, the starters, the two guys, the, the number twos, the number threes, it's a big, big unit. Yeah, it is. And and they go, you know, you have Caleb Jones at 6'8", Britt Beer is 6'6", Matthew Bedford's at 6'6", Luke Wigington is 6'5", Nick Morozis is 6'5", Tim Weaver is 6'5", Dylan Powell is the shorty of the group at 6'3", Randy Holtz is 6'7", Luke Haggard is 6'7", Khalil Benson is 6'6", and, it, it, you know, it goes on and on. So, yeah, take a look at that uh, on the IU roster. And it's going to come down and, you know, spoiler alert, my, one of my impact guys, uh, newcomers, is going to come from that offensive line group uh, and things like that. So uh, let's, uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, this is an intriguing group for IU. I think, uh, you know, you, you lose Nick Westbrook, you lose Donovan Hale, but you get guys back. Jacoby Hewitt's coming back off an injury. You have Watt Filliers, the senior leader of that group. Ty Freifogel is also back. And I think he benefit, He might benefit the most by having a free year. Uh, he's a guy who's probably going to be the number two receiver behind WAP. Um, and he's on the fence as a potential NFL guy. Um, and if he could come back for 2021 and be the guy after and get those passes that would have gone to WAP in 2021, if WAP decides to go pro, uh, he's a guy who could benefit from this extra year uh, as a redshirt senior in 2021. But he's he had a big year last year. He's primed to step up into that role. Um, Deshaun Brown is going to see the field. Uh, Miles Marshall is back. He had he played a a nice reserve role off the bench uh, last year, and then you got guys like Javon Swinton and Jordan Jakes. And Jakes is is six five, uh, and uh, Rayshon Williams, who is a, a four star freshman coming in. David Baker, six three, two hundred coming in. Uh, all those guys, you have. You know, uh, you have a lot of guys there who, who are haven't seen the field yet, who have potential, who are, you know, three, four-star guys. Uh, 
and the depth is really, really good. And it's becoming a position where you're not, it used to be Indiana had maybe one or two really good receivers. And then it'd take them another year or two to, to re, you know, reload that position. This might be a quick reload. Uh, you know, you have Wapfilier, Ty Freifogel, and Jacoby Hewitt could be a really good starting three. You throw David Ellison there as well. You have Deshaun Brown uh, out of Wisconsin, who's come, who's also 6'2". There's a lot of guys, and I think uh, Grant Hurd has finally got the size that he wanted in this position. You have a lot of guys who are between 6'2 and 6'4". Uh, with Jordan Jakes at 6'5", this position could be really, really good. And then you have Javon Swinton as well in there, who's kind of an all-purpose back wide receiver. But how good can this wide receiver core be, TJ? You know, you mentioned it's a lot of a lot of very intriguing guys uh, with good size that unproven on the field. Uh, now, the major positive there is wide receiver – you really don't need a lot of experience to, to go out there and make plays as a wide receiver. Uh, you need, you know, time with your quarterback, which uh, hopefully these guys will be able to get uh, with, with Michael Penix as the unquestioned starter. But um, I, I do think that for me, it's not a big concern that there's not a whole ton of on-field experience for IU's receivers. Whereas if you have, a lot of inexperience at offensive line, that would be a bigger concern for me. Um, so I, I think that that's a, a positive is the size of the group. Uh, you do have some speed guys. David Ellis, as we mentioned, is going to get some reps at wide receiver as well. Um, for me, they, they do need a couple of playmakers from that second group to step up to feel really good about the unit um, during the season. I think going into it, you feel like there's enough options that that will happen. Uh, and if, if I had to take, you know, a couple of guys outside of WAP and Ty Freifogel, which I, I really like Freifogel. I think he's an underappreciated player uh, that, that could have a really nice year. I think he makes really tough catches uh, contested catches, you know, physical guy uh, with pretty good speed. So I like Freifogel quite a bit. Outside of those two, if I had to take a couple of names to kind of keep an eye on in the spotlight, um, for me it would be Miles Marshall. Uh, I think he's very capable of being a big-bodied receiver uh, that can make really tough possession catches for you. And then Javon Swinton is a, a player that um, – I think could be a, a big place for, for Indiana. Uh, again, sort of a smaller guy that has speed to burn. Uh, Swinton is a player that I think sell uh, in the slot. Maybe you know be somebody that not not very often, but you know can take a catch that's originally five or six yards, split the seam, and turn it into fifty. Uh, you know, if you could do a couple of, uh, he has the type of speed to be able to do that. But a lot of talent. I do think that it's a unit that uh, you're going to want. Uh, you're going to want them to early on show a couple of those bench guys assert themselves to as players you can rely on. Yeah, and you're right. It's experience at receiver. It's 
you get enough practice reps against the defense, especially on the scout team offense and Indiana's defense is pretty decent. Uh, you, you get some Big Ten experience that way as well. Um, one more word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. Uh, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. All right, TJ, we're down to our final two positions. Uh, we'll save the quarterbacks for last. Let's move to tight end. It's uh, a position where there were a lot of questions this spring with Peyton Hendershot's, um, uh, Peyton Hendershot's legal issues. He's back. Um, he's one of the best tight ends in the Big Ten, and he – set IU records last year in receptions and yards. He's as tough as they could be uh, along that line. I think they want to kind of take that burden off of him a little bit. Uh, They brought in uh, Cameron Taylor, who's a big body tight end. Just take that wear and tear off of Peyton Hendershot. You saw it in the bowl game uh, that he just got beat up. You have Matt Bjorson as well coming back as a junior. He had a produ- he's a productive number two tight end. Not only can he block, he's there. He has good a good set of hands. He's not going to blow it by anybody, uh, but he's a guy you could trust throwing the ball to. He came up with a couple big catches last year, especially against Nebraska. He scored a touchdown in that game as well. You have T. Uh, Teron Ivy Jr., uh, who who's played a little bit. And then Gary Cooper as well, uh, who's smaller tight end. He's more of a wide receiver playing tight end, but he could give you some matchup problems there as well. And then you have true freshman, A.J. Barner, who's 6'6", 230, and gives you another target, kind of like Peyton Hendershot. He's taller than Peyton Hendershot. So IU has all kinds of options at tight end that people are so frustrated with that position. Uh, under the last couple years of Kevin Wilson and the the first year or so with uh, Mike DeBoard as the offensive coordinator is that you have all these really, really good athletes and options at tight end. And finally last year, Indiana used Peyton Endershot um, over 50 catches, over 500 something yards uh, and a handful of touchdowns. And he became a real weapon uh, reliable weapon for them, and it looks like he's going to be back. No restrictions. He he did his time, uh, so to speak, and is back with the team full fledged. Uh, am I missing anything with this tight end position? Or it's a pretty loaded tight end position for for Indiana's at least in recent memory. Really good group. I mean, Matt Bjorson, I think is. Uh as you mentioned, a guy that really good number two tight end, uh, but you probably don't want him having to carry the Lotus to primary. Uh, so getting Peyton Hendershot back is such a huge deal for this Indiana offense to reach its ceiling. Um, 
I think Gary Cooper, interesting matchup guy, Cameron Taylor. Uh, I'll be curious to see how IU fits him in. He certainly looks like more of a blocker. Uh, and maybe there's going to be some goal line packages where, you know, he's your um, extra, maybe, you know, pass eligible um, offensive lineman, an extra blocker in goal line packages or, or short yardage packages. Uh, it just cost Indiana nothing to bring him in. So uh, it made sense to do, especially if he can, if he can make one or two plays in short yardage situations for you, it's well worth it. Um, uh, the guy for me to keep an eye on that I'm not an insider. Uh, I don't have coaching staff sources or anything like that, but um, I've read enough on him that and I know what I'm looking at as far as tight ends go in terms of what IU wants from a tight end. Uh-huh. AJ Barner, I think is a difference maker. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this year because if it's Barner on the field, then that means Peyton Hendershot's probably not on the field. Uh, and you want Hendershot out there as much as possible. But I, I do think A.J. Barner is going to be a, a difference maker for the Indiana Hoosiers both this year and down the line. I, I think he is the future of, of the tight end position for IU's offense. Uh, uh, Sam Dogstrip is, is another very talented guy that had injury issues that I think IU – has high expectations for once he gets healthy. Uh, Barner and Dogstra, two guys that uh, a caliber of recruit that IU brings in at the tight end position that uh, I'm really excited about. I I think, like I said, Barner uh, is a player that I can see turning into what Peyton Hendershot is right now um, and continuing IU's excellent tight end play. So, I'm excited about the group. I think it's uh, it's one that we'll probably see two on the field a lot of times. I think Nick Sheridan's going to use a lot of two tight end sets because of the the talent of this group. Yeah, and Dogstrip was one of those three star walk ons. Yeah, you know that Tom Allen's been been getting, and yeah, tight end is that position where it's just another weapon for your quarterbacks uh, to get into. Speaking of quarterback. Let's move on to that position. Uh, everybody's excited to, to see a bulked up, healthy uh, Michael Penix Jr. He's listed at 218. He was listed at, I think, 208 last year. So he's put on a, at least 10 pounds, uh, 10 to 15 pounds of bulk in, the, in this offseason. Uh, you know, he's had time to get healthy with the delay until October. And you know, the, the sky's the limit for him. We saw it, it last year against Michigan State. He completed 20 straight passes. We, we've seen the potential. Now it's time for him to play the full abbreviated season uh, and stay healthy and things like that. Uh, he's another guy who, who benefits from getting an extra year and things like that. Behind him, you have Jack Tuttle. He looked I know there were only three or four spring practices, but the spring practices that I got down into, Jack Tuttle looked really good. Um, And I think last year he was still battling mono and trying to overcome that and learning a new system and coming in from Utah. But Jack Tuttle looks like a very, very capable backup. And it will probably push Michael Penix to be 
not rest on his laurel. He's not going to steal the job away, but he's good enough to where Penix is going to have to um, stay stay at his peak ability and things like that. Um, so I, I really like Jack Tuttle coming in uh, and being that backup. And you're going to miss Peyton Ramsey's leadership ability. But from a talent, just a pure talent standpoint, um, these two guys, uh, arm talent-wise, are, are much better. And, and uh, I, I think they, they might even give you a better chance to win talent-wise. But nobody's going to replace the, the heart and soul and grit that, that Peyton Ramsey brought to this team last year. Uh, he'll be up at Northwestern, and, and we'll be watching closely. Maybe Indiana plays Northwestern in that crossover game in Champions Week, but we'll see. Behind those two, you bring in true freshman Dexter Williams. He's a, a dual-threat guy, smaller than the other two at 6'1", 208, and you'd ideally like to not have to play Dexter Williams in important um, moments. That means somebody is either hurt or struggling mightily. Uh, he's a guy you want to bring in and mop up duty, get some, since there's, there's no red shirt. You, you, it's a free year. You'd like to get him some valuable reps as well and things like that. So those three quarterbacks um, are well, then you have the, the walk-ons with Zach Merrill, Grant Grimmel and Will Johns, who's they, they've all been through the system a little bit uh, more than them, but the, those top three, and then you get, uh, the kid from uh, Lawrence North, uh, McCulley, coming in in, in 2021. And you started to see that quarterback room get built that you thought Kevin Wilson could do that it just never materialized. But now you got three guys who are very capable. You don't really want to put the offense in Dexter Williams' hands just yet. But with Michael Penix and, and Jack Tuttle, you have you have a one-two, um, you know, a starter and a backup who you should feel comfortable with with them playing. Thoughts on the quarterback uh, position, TJ? You started it real well with uh, sky's the limit for Michael Penix. That, that's true. All the ability is there. Um, it, it's, it's time to see that manifest itself on the field. I'm so excited to see him lead this offense. Um, hopefully we don't have to see the other two at any point, uh, no knock against them, but I, I'd love to see Michael Penix, um, just, you know, seize the job, announce himself as a, a major talent in the national college football scene. Um, and then, you know, we see Tuttle and Williams get some snaps as I use up by 24, but, uh, you know, I, I'm very curious to, to see if, um, if Penix can, be all that we hope he can. Uh, we think so. Um, it, it's time to show it, though. So uh, I know he's probably more than ready. It looks like he's definitely put in the work this offseason. I'm sure he's ready to show it off. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. That's the key for Indiana uh, on offense. I think if the offensive line could play really well or just play well, this offense has a real chance to be – one of the best offenses in IU history. Real quick, TJ, before we get out of here, uh, 
who's the most important player on this offense? Well, I mean, the quarterback for me is always the most important guy. So if I'm going just straight answer, I'll say Michael Penix. But uh, to make it, you know, a little bit more interesting, um, I, I think it's Ty Freifogel. Uh, I think that we know what Wap is capable of, and he's coming back in a very similar role to what he had last year. Um, so if he's healthy, we know what Wap's going to do. Uh, especially with a, a good quarterback spitting the ball to him. Um, Freifogel is going to be the top outside receiver for Indiana, uh, and that's a role he has not been in before, but I think he's definitely ready for it. Um, like I said, I, I think he's an underappreciated player, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with that increased role. Yeah, I'm going to go with an offensive lineman. Um, I, I think – it's either going to be Michael Kadick or Mackenzie Nora are the most is the most important piece because yeah. if you could figure out that that guard position, your starting five on the offensive line is is pretty pretty good. Um, and then if they both play well, now you have six guys who could play. And if Luke Haggard's playing well, that's seven. Uh, Chris Badberry plays well. That's eight, and now you, now you're cooking with gas. If you have eight, you'd ideally want ten, uh, but eight covers a lot, and you have guys who can play multiple positions, and and eight covers a lot of uh, a lot of issues uh, there. It could give you some time to get Khalil Benson ready as well. Uh, so those two guys along the offensive line, I think, are the most important pieces because. We've seen it. We, we've seen it. If your offensive line doesn't perform, it doesn't matter if you have Joe Montana back there uh, and Jerry Rice catching the ball. Your offense not going to work. Um, and you could only run plays that, uh, for which you could block. So as long as this offensive line plays well, uh, offense is going to click. Uh, TJ, who is your newcomer to watch? You still there? And we might have lost TJ, but my oh, newcomer – that, oh. that came back. All right. I got you. All right. You got me? Uh, t who's your newcomer to watch? May have lost him again. TJ, you still there? I am here now. You got me? Yep, I got you. Who is your newcomer right. to watch? Yeah, that uh, – I mean, tough question because I, I think Dylan Powell is probably the most logical answer because he's going to be a starter for you. Uh, Javon Swinton's probably the guy I'm most excited to see, but I think Dylan Powell is, is the right answer. Uh, IU needs him to be good. As you mentioned, you know, for all the reasons we're talking about with Katie Chinora. So I'll go with Dylan Powell. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that is a good pick to to take. Uh, offensively, the the guy I'm I'm looking forward to seeing is I want to see um, Rayshon Williams play. It, you know, he he redshirted. He's or he didn't redshirt. He's a four star guy out of Detroit. 
Um, he's a guy who could do everything. And, and maybe he doesn't get that opportunity this year with guys in front of him, but he's somebody, especially without this threat of burning a red shirt, is going to get some run and you're going to be able to see um, to see him see him go. So his nickname is Trouble. It's probably trouble for a reason. Uh, and hopefully it's because he gives the defenses trouble and things like that. So Rayshon Williams is my newcomer um, that I'll have eyes on either, you know, in, in practice, in games and things like that. And especially since you could, there are, there's no consequences of playing young guys. Um, it might as well throw them out there. All right, TJ, that does it uh, for today's show. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your week. And next week we will talk defense. Yeah, great show. I appreciate everybody joining us. And we're getting there. We're getting close. Yeah, we're under a month away uh, from Indiana football kicking off. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, subscribe to your podcast. Give us a follow um, and a subscribe. So thanks for joining us. And one more word uh, from one of our sponsors over at Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there's one thing that you can control, and that's your shaving needs. Our uh, sponsors over at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving from the front. All right. Thanks for joining us. As always, keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. We have all of Tom Allen's quotes from uh, this morning, uh, this afternoon. We have a couple stories coming from that out. We have our countdown to kickoff is back, and we have our positional previews coming out uh, sporadically over the next few weeks. Indiana kicks off their 2020 season on October 24th against Penn State. They'll do so at Memorial Stadium. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll preview the defense next week. Thanks for joining us on the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.